Hey, what's going on? What's good? It's your boy, Southbreed706, this committee podcast. We got Adolphus Savage, Marcus Sniffles, and El Chapa L with us. What's good, y'all? Hola. What's up? Hello, everybody. I hope everybody's uh, having a wonderful Monday morning when y'all get this. Okay. Adolphus is sounding real calm today. I don't know if he's off the drugs today or he prayed this <laughs> morning, but that is really funny. I'm glad you're sounding like a civilized human being. So we're going to start out this week with some shout outs. First, big shout out to uh, state of, or the city of Dover, state of Delaware, uh, DSU. Uh, shout out to Smitty at yeah, buddy underscore for winning the prize money for holding it down. You know, Dover represented us well for the committee podcast. Shout out to you. A big shout out to Rob from the Getting Wavy podcast. You know, he always holds us down, supports us. So I appreciate you checking, checking us out. Representing Milwaukee, shout out to Sierra Pemberton. So she jumped in the mentions when I started talking about the contest, trying to get this money. So I'm gonna send out a personal challenge, you Sierra Pemberton at Crappy Cakes 27. Y'all follow her. If you can get the state of California and our top five of listeners, you know, tell your friends, tell your family, then you know what we might have to break you off a little something. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to you. Also another shout out to uh, Siren at No Siren. Hold it down for a uh, DS. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we're about to jump into it. So we're gonna start with the Hold worst. On, wait, food. wait, wait! I, I have a. I'm so sorry. Oh, I have yeah. a shout out I would like to make. Um, shout out to everybody that's been holding it down. Um, our last episode has been doing numbers. That's always good. Shout out to Nai Chris for Nai Chrissa, something like that. Uh, thank you for all the motivation. Uh, thanks for posting in the uh, committee lounge room. Um, anybody that wants to be a part of the committee lounge or the committee podcast, feel free to hit me up at Adolphus underscore Savage. Um, before we get into tonight's to tonight's topics, I, I want to take some time to reflect on, on things that have been going on in the world. Um, so I'm going to give out an early prayer uh, for, for some special people. So uh, Lord, I'm in that place again, on my knees, laying my life out before you. Thank you. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, stop. stop. It is finished. Wait, wait a second, wait a, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> I can live forever in your grace, forever in your love. Amen. Thank you. That, that was my piece. I, I wanted I to know, get that know, out no, no, no. I don't know no, what's no, going no, on today. I wanted no. to get that out there because I'm going to roast the motherfucking hell out of L Chopper tonight. <laughs> oh my. I was waiting. You was waiting like, for Go ahead What is he doing? Off. What is he doing? Come for me, sweetie. Nobody's scared. Oh, yeah. Hey, oh, I'm coming Nobody's for scared. You. What's up? Your neck what's is on the line. So usually... So usually when Adolphus is on his knees, he's not praying. So I'm glad that he's cleaned <laughs> up his life and cleaned up his image and not praying to the, the salami God. So before we get things jumped off, so it's going to be intense this evening. I'm going to pose a question and I'm going to post this on Facebook. I'm going to post this in the, committee, in the committee lounge. So what I want to know is to all y'all parents out there, even if you're not a parent, what age do parents stop fake caring about kids? Right? So people have kids. It's like, oh, my baby's uh, 12 weeks old or they're 24 months. My baby's 36 months. No, your baby is three. All right, chill. We don't need pictures, <laughs> monthly updates. I hate when they do that. Now, don't again, make me do math. No. Look, yeah, people... I'm, I'm the same way. Once once my kid passed 12 months, he's just one. Like, I'm not doing 13 <laughs> months, 18 months. Yeah, like you one. have a toddler. All right, your, your child is two, three years old. Stop it. Again, because this goes up to what point? What age you start fake caring? Because 
You, you don't have that same energy when your kid is 10 or 11 and they're stealing money out your purse and smoking weed behind the shed and finger banging girls in the, in the parking lot. You don't wow. have that same energy. You know what I'm saying? So, so keep it a buck. What age do parents stop fake caring about kids? My thing is I've always said, and I will repeat this until the cows come home. People love babies. People do not love children. They don't want kids. They want babies. They don't want kids. With that being said, we're going to start with the worst tweet of the week. And it's, uh, it's interesting. So it's not it's not coming from this week, but this tweet is going to come from uh, 2013. It's going to come from at Kelsey underscore B, Miss Jordan Rodriguez, who was in the news this week. Uh, she said, uh, yeah, he's the best race jokes the whole drive home. My dad is being super racist as we pass through the Navajo land. She also said the earth moves at 450 miles per hour. That's 10 times true than NASCAR's Dale Earnhardt's a bitch ass nigga. God dang. Yeah. So if you don't know who she is, she was caught up this week with the controversy. I would like to say the fake controversy and the fake news of a Mr. Cameron Newton of the Carolina Panthers mm. who made some very, well, to some people, some questionable comments. The, the framer for y'all people that don't keep up with sports and don't really care about sports, this is actually transcendent sports. So you've probably heard about it. Cameron was being, word for word. He was, he was being interviewed by this young lady, uh, this racist young lady, and he said, I quote, it's funny to hear a female talk about raps. It's funny. Those, <laughs> are his, those are exact words. And this struck a media firestorm. People were over here saying, oh, Cam Newton's sexist. His coach is not saying anything about it. The NFL needs to find him, suspend him. This man's losing sponsorships. He's getting roasted on Twitter. He came out and put out an apology. Like, the dude said less than, what, 15 words, and now the whole world is turned upside down. So we're going to start with Elle, since she is the only female, I mean woman, in the podcast, because apparently female is an offensive term. Female is allegedly offensive. Which I don't understand. (laughs) But what what do you think about his comments? Let's hear Elle's dumbass response. Oh, what the fuck, Adolphus? Are you shitting me right now? Hey, I'm coming after you tonight. Here we go, baby. Calm your little man self down, okay? The little man syndrome can be calmed down. I'm over six feet tall, so that's not a little man. I'm pretty sure he was referring to me. Here's the deal. Here's my issue with Cam Newton in the comments. It's in the manner in which you said it. It was extremely misogynistic, and it was rude. He's laughing like, oh, I've never, like, like, it's so absurd to hear a female talk about routes or whatever. That was my issue with it. Now, would I personally blow it out of proportion, expecting to lose sponsorships and do all of that? No. No, I wouldn't. But you can't act like what he said wasn't offensive to some degree. That's my point. My thing is, if social media didn't exist, would this be a thing? Because I don't think it would be. My thing is, I looked up a couple of... It's about what he said. Forget social media. It's about what he said. Okay, but the reason that people care is because of social media. Had this been... Had this been a newspaper clipping and it been like, oh, Cam Newton's me and Sue. Let's not act like Cam Newton's a, a very bright person. He has probably the most quotables <laughs> of the most ignorant stuff that doesn't make any sense. Like the dude probably stopped learning or being educated by maybe the, the eighth grade. No offense, but that's how he talks. Some of the things he says. Maybe he's not a great public speaker, but we can't be taking things that these athletes say seriously. Like, yes, you can. The thing that made Charles Barkley said, I am not a Robotto. Now, one more thing. The the reason why it's an issue now is not because of social media. It's because there are more women in that, in this, in sports media. Now, had this happened, had he said this 20 years ago, this isn't an issue because there aren't as many women 
in sports media. Now there are more women involved in, you know, post-game interviews and analysis and all this other things. There are more women in the room. So now you can't talk about and to women how you used to. Now you have to acknowledge that there are women that can do this job. And he did not do that by the way he acted. They're making it out to seem that he's like, oh, who's this bitch asking questions? Like he just like okay. I saw so I saw funny, his facial expression. The way, he was, the way he the way he was looking, the way he laughed, he was very condescending. He wasn't exactly he wasn't very respectful. He wouldn't have done that to uh, a man. That's what makes he it completely sexy. laughed. I don't, I don't know about that. I've seen off. I've seen guys laugh off dudes too. Like there's no, a lot of men that okay, he's never said that's funny coming from a male. He's never said that. You've never he heard any athlete say that. He specifically called out the fact that she was a female, and he laughed about it. Okay, so okay, so he used the word "funny." Let's let's use our words. Words mean things here. So yeah. another another definition for funny is unusual or odd or curious. Now, the way that I perceived it is that he was like, "Oh, let, let's be real. Out of all the thousands of interviews he's given, how many think have come from women?" I mean, he didn't. He wasn't given an interview as a post game. Uh, post game interview. There's a difference between a post game interview and like a one on one interview. Like, there's well, probably about, how many how many women do you think have interviewed him? How many women have asked him questions? I don't know. I'm guessing. Me, this what does it I, matter? I'm guessing this wasn't what does the first it one. Because it does matter. Let let, let, let yeah. Marcus Sniffles answer, please. I don't know how many women have asked him questions. I don't follow every post game. I'm sure it's a interview. lot. So my thing is, okay, funny can be defined as unusual or odd. Now, my thing is, the the way that I took it was it was kind of like, oh, wow, a female is asking me about Rouse. This is funny. Like, if I were to be talking to a young lady, I could see myself, and I might have done this without even thinking about it, and I didn't mean the offense to this, but if I'm sitting there talking to a, a young lady and she's speaking about something that's heavily male-dominated, I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. Like, you know about insert male-dominated activity. I don't mean it in a kind of sending way. It's just like, oh wow, this is interesting. I like mean, right you, now, they start talking about, oh wow, this this girl, she got some fat cheeks. I'm like, oh wow, that's funny. You're, you're talking about this girl's cheeks like that. Like that's not common. Like it's something that is odd, and it could be something like, okay, oh, but you're also, I've done it before, and that wasn't your reaction. So stop. You're also you're also I, leaving, that's an example. You know what I mean. You're if also, you were like, oh, well, I know how to. I know. How, well, I don't know about cars. Let's say I knew about cars. Like, oh, I know how to change out the car brand. Like, wow, that's that's funny. You know about cars. It's funny hearing that from a, from a young lady because that's not. You're common. using that verbiage now because Cam Newton used it, and that's the uh, that's topic. the that's the you Webster's that's a Webster's verbiage. dictionary definition. Okay, you, can, you can stick and like yeah. do the whole like we're gonna go exactly word for word with what he said and just stick to the transcripts. But you also have to look at his how he was acting personally and his physical reaction to her asking that question. He was like smirking, like, really? A woman's gonna ask me a question nah, about I, I didn't take, I didn't take that's, that. And, and, that, and I'm, I'm not a woman, but I watched and I was like, yo, he's being, he's, he's being funny about this. He's like, wow, I can't believe you'd ask me that kind of question. As if- Okay, well, did you think that asked, before or after you heard all the outrage? No, I saw that when I watched the video, I was like, yo, you can't do that. That's not, you can't treat people like that. That's mm. not professional. You don't call out men like that. You don't call males. You don't call men males. The, okay, and that's that's bullshit. I, I hate not. that one comment. People are like, oh, do people don't feel, refer as males as males? That that's how we address people. Hey, you know, these are males. These are females. No, we that's don't. How, get. Oh, are you serious? We call men serious? men. When's the last time no, you call someone a man? No, you'd be like, hey. Some 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 it's a male perp or blah blah blah. Or this person was exactly. a male. Something something something. I'm talking female. about when you're talking about someone directly. 
you could say this person was a male or a female. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, understand where female became a negative term. Okay, well, okay. Pause, 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 pause. What would you have want him to, to call her then? Nothing. You don't have to call her nothing. Why are you singling okay, her so, out? Like, I don't so, understand it. Everything he, everything he said after that was perfectly fine. Every, when, like, if you just take out, oh, it's funny, a female talking about routes, everything after that was perfectly fine. Don't laugh and be condescending and chuckling, talking about, oh, look at this I don't female think it was over a here. Chuckle. Come on now. You're, okay, you're it wasn't a chuckle, way... but look at his facial expressions. His like, facial expressions, what? Like, this is my thought on the whole thing. We just read in context what he said we should all agree or we should all know that football is a male dominated sport d dominated sport if you hear a woman ask questions that's cool they they do that you have women sideline reporters you you have women that are um analysts and things like that but it may be a bit shocking to meet a woman that knows about route combination he not didn't in, not in 2017 how how many how many women do you know personally that, that are going to know about route combination i don't know that Better yet, let me ask the woman on this podcast do you know about route combination okay but would you also ask what is that you know, i'm asking the woman i'm not asking you I'm, I'm, but, but, but here, here's the thing here's the what thing. does that have to do you don't ask anything. you don't I'm ask saying, it, it would amaze me that you would know about route combination but you don't ask men sure, to prove but she's themselves. a fucking report exactly he just made a comment he didn't ask her to prove hey do you know about route combination he said oh, it's funny saying. to hear a female talk about routes. It's funny. He didn't not say, "Oh, prove yourself." Said, oh, not wow. in 2017. Here, and, and, and my oh, thing wow. is, and it's funny. It's like the same thing. My my thing is, it's like Cam Newton's not defending himself. Why are you guys doing it so hard? Because he's not defending himself. It's not about what us guys are doing. It's about what's right and wrong. The thing here is. In this society and today, we're so hypersensitive over every little thing. Now that we have the full scope of what has been released, it looks like she's trying to make a big deal out of nothing to become known. Because, oh, now Cam Newton has slain her. He's disrespectful. Um, he used certain trigger language. She's the victim because, oh, I worked so hard to know about sports and he disrespected me. Where's the disrespect? It's funny. It's disrespectful. Okay. Did he call her a nigger? Let me, let me say, let me say Did this. Did he call so, her a nigger? Let me say this. If he would have said, it's funny that a black female is asking about routes, would you take offense to that? Is that offensive? No, I, I, it's not offensive to me. It, it's he funny. It's not the, offensive to me. No, no, no. If he just said the exact same thing, say, say Tom Brady. He that's, says the exact. Not, it not, is. I'm just adding. One, I'm adding one word. At what's what's the difference? Racism and sexism aren't the same thing. If Tom no, Brady says no, no, no. If Tom Brady well, says apparently it's not because nobody has that same energy about her okay, recent tweets. Is thing. she gonna get fired from her job just like he lost money from from Dan and Oatmeal? Okay, he lost he lost a yogurt sponsorship because that yogurt that yogurt company's main target people that buy that brand are women women didn't like what he said of course you can't be you can't support that guy that made that's comp, that's business sure so that's why they dropped uh john stamos for cam newton if they're so concerned about women why wouldn't they keep the prototypical hot greek guy from full house on there to bring on a african-american male if they're so concerned about their women audience that doesn't that make more sense i feel like i feel like i feel like they're looking for a reason to drop Cam. 
Let's, why would they like, be looking? He's been in those commercials for years. Why would they all of a sudden look for a reason to drop him? Because it doesn't make, make any sense. sense. It makes sense to drop him if he's being disrespectful to your main customer base. Okay, mm-hmm. but can you, please, can you please tell me how is it? It's funny. Okay, it's not. It's funny. You guys are stuck on the wrong word. It's, it's the not. Female. You're stuck on the wrong thing. Okay, the female comment. What, what else was he gonna say? How's it disrespectful? Is not she not say, a female? Not, okay, is she, if Tom Brady says it's funny that a black female said that, is she not black? What's the difference? That's that's throwing a whole it's nother monkey. Come oranges. on, man. That's how's not the it, same thing. How's it throwing another? Like, like Adolphus said, she's black, right? So what's Okay, the but still, even if still, I mean, if he would have emphasized on black, then maybe we'd have a discussion. Honestly, I don't even think that it would even receive headline if he said that. You are wild. If of you course it would. Because the only reason it received headline is because she pushed for it. Like I said, now that all the cards are on the table, what do you think about the incident now? Was he still as wrong or does it look like she was looking for a way to gain attention? From what I saw after the incident, and from all the comments I've seen, I haven't seen anything from this woman. I have heard things from other women's sports journalists and other men's sports but journalists. she was the one that cried wolf though everybody heard it there's no crying but she wolf. still we all was heard the it. one that cried wolf it it, it would have become a deal Adolphus, Adolphus, we hear that, people Adolphus, talk Adolphus, stuff Adolphus. it wouldn't have became an issue because it, people say it all the time i just thing. asked el chapa do you know about route combination that has nothing but to do with what I know. What I'm saying what's is, what's your point? What does that have to do with My point is, most my women job, don't. So it's, it's funny that one does. It doesn't matter about the job. There's plenty of people that have a job. That's her job to do. That's what she does. That's I work at a bank. Realm. That's not my realm. It's my you can realm. Use that as an example. I don't know about mortgage. as an example. It's funny. Here, here's here, here's here's the thing about uh, football culture. It's crazy. It's funny that this thing happened now because I'm reading a book called Unsportsmanlike Unsportsmanlike Conduct, and it's about sexual assault and football culture. And it basically details all these stories about how women are treated in the men's realm of football and how women are belittled and treated like property, and calling women females and laughing on not laughing but looking at them like. Female, like female talking about route combinations. That's the kind of culture we have to get out of football. That's the kind of culture where women get raped by athletes or get beat by athletes. People want to stand up and try to shield the athlete from any kind of trouble. Cam Newton needs to learn from this and be more respectful while he's at work. He needs to be more respectful to the women who are at work trying to do their job. Now, saying it's funny that a female would ask about route combinations is disrespectful. That woman, I don't know if no, she no, said it. Say no, no, hang on, hang on a about, second. Let me talk finish. about route combinations. You're okay. Changing, you're changing no, the word. I, I don't know if the woman said it was disrespectful, but I know that Janelle Hill said it was dis- disrespectful. Carrie Champion said it was disrespectful. Sarah Spain said it was disrespectful. Bomani Jones said it was disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony, uh, Tony Korn- Kornheiser said it was disrespectful. There are all these people out here saying it was disrespectful. There's all these women out here saying it was disrespectful. There's people in the sports media that are saying it was disrespectful. The yogurt company is saying it's disrespectful. Cam Newton said, I was wrong. I apologize. And there are still two people trying to defend what Cam Newton said as being right. And I don't understand why. 
You, you're the only ones who are saying, nah, Cam should he should be able to call. Anyways, playing devil's advocate, apparently it's not that huge of a deal if on NFL.com they use the same verbiage. Cam apologizes for his comments to a female reporter. So obviously this is fake outrage. And like I said, that's such a big deal. It's Why the don't they double, change the, the, it's the double standard in football. Like I said, what are women normally doing when it comes like to I football? Said, they're used as, let me finish, they're used, as, they're used as cheerleaders. They're Let's used as see that same reporters. energy say, with we, the we racist obviously, tweets. Obviously, as a committee podcast, we have a, a woman, or can I say woman, or can I say female, or should see, I say female? Now you're being condescending. No, I'm not you want me to call her? If you actually want to know and if you actually cared, you would look up why women get offended when you call them female. That's the same thing when people are like, oh, all lives matter. All lives matter. No, it's not the same. It is the same thing. How do you want to be interested? No, no, no. The the reason why they don't care about you when you say black lives matter and they shout you down with all lives matter is because they don't care about what black lives matter You're on so far up a creek without a paddle. It amazes me. He called her a female. That is what she genetically is. What What else should he call her? Hey, he didn't wanna... need to point out what, her what gender period. This is Rodriguez. He didn't know her name. Obviously, it doesn't, he, said he didn't need prior. to point okay, out her gender So period. let's just say for the fact, okay, let's all agree. Cam Newton's wrong. I'm just playing devil's advocate. But again, let's see the same fake outrage with the racist tweets. Because I want to see, if I was a black athlete, I wouldn't answer any, any more of her questions if she was a male or a female, because that's the proper way to use. But we also have terms. to con- we also have to consider the amount of fame each one of them has. Now, obviously, she's not going to lose any sponsorships. She might lose her job. Yeah, she, she should. She's not going to lose her job either. But go ahead. I mean, we yeah, don't she, know she, that she's been made into a martyr. Now she can't. They can't fire her now. Yeah, they can. They, they can. can. We'll see. You can't we'll defend we'll those tweets. The th- here's the thing: they're both. They, wrong. they defended it by saying it was four to five. Five years ago, basically stating she's grown up since then. She's 25, no longer 20. So that's how they're defending this. That's how yep. the Charlotte Observer is going to defend this. I understand that. And now, that's, and that's their prerogative to do that. And now, okay, we're we're beating this dead horse. But the the put a the put a button on this topic. All of y'all that are angry about his alleged sexism or sexist comments it was have the same have the same energy have the same energy when you see peyton manning on every papa john's commercial and every nationwide commercial when he sexually assaulted a woman so that's all i say about that and and i explained what the difference is that's how we and that and that and that also happened like what when he was in college about oh, so years same ago. thing with so there's so there's okay the reason why it's different is because it wasn't people didn't see it like they cover up they that's what the book is about they cover up sexual assault for athletes that's the culture of football. That's okay, but it's 2017. About. You act like people can't go on Twitter and say, hey, Papa John's, we're not supporting you, just like people are calling Direct TV that people are mad can, about it. People can, but Peyton Manning is a brand, and he has a oh, okay. ex- he has an excellent PR team to get rid of that okay. stuff. All so, right. I mean, that's what it is. Like, you want me to say – I'm not saying that Peyton Manning's right, then he deserves, deserves to be propped up, but that's what it is. That man is a business. He's a business. He's got a PR monster behind him. He's a business. Cam Newton's not. I got you. I'm not saying that Cam Newton is not a business, but we can all agree that people, when it if we're to compare Peyton Manning and Cam Newton, the general and and the NFL fan base is a majority white men. The majority of their fan base is white men. If you ask white men, how do you feel about Peyton Manning and Cam Newton? You're going to get two totally different answers. The way Cam Newton responds to things and the way Peyton Manning responds to things are treated totally different. Peyton Manning lost the Super Bowl, walked off the field. 
didn't shake anybody's hand. Nobody said anything. They just said he's a competitor. He wants. He's just so mad that he lost. Cam Newton loses the Super Bowl, and he gets all you know butthurt at people asking him questions. And now he's immature. He's oh a baby. It's a it's a double standard between those two. People don't like Cam Newton. Why? Why? Of course why do you, they don't. And, why, and, I, and I wonder why. Why? Why, why do you? Why, why do you why. think? Why do you think people are bringing up that whole laptop thing with him? Because they don't because like he's him. Black. Because and he's black. And they don't black. like him. They don't like him because he smiles too much. That's how much No, they don't like him because he's African-American. Yeah. Let's just okay. keep it on. So, so segue from that, speaking of Cameron Newton, he's actually from uh, the city of Atlanta. He's from College Park. So Atlanta is actually making some big moves. Mayor Racine Reed signed legislation decriminalizing small amounts of marijuana. It passed legislation 15 to 0. Which is pretty cool. Like again, you know, I'm I'm a pure God fearing man, so I don't participate in those kind of illegal activities. Uh, you know, my body's a temple. I try to stay pure as possible, drinking you know the finest of Fiji waters Amen. and eating uh, whole food, fruits and vegetables to keep myself uh, pure and healthy. But yeah, with the old law, if you had an ounce or less of marijuana, you could get up to a thousand dollar fine, up to six months in jail. So now with this new past legislation. If you have an ounce or less, it's only going to be a $75 fine and no jail time. So shout out to all y'all in Atlanta. It's going to be blazing hella heavily. So, you know what I'm saying? Get your smoke on. And, and it's interesting because between 2014 and 2016, 92% of the arrests inside the city limits of Atlanta were African-Americans. So this is kind of one of those things like, hmm, is, what, is this law really benefiting people? Or are y'all just locking up black folks? So I know there's going to be a lot of mad prosecutors, parole officers, judges, lawyers, because they just lost a bunch of money from just arresting black people, apparently. So yep, shout out to y'all. Now, they definitely, um, they're on the verge of actually electing their first white mayor in the last uh, 40 years as well. So we'll see how long this law stays in place. Um, it's a good look, though. I mean, honestly, marijuana's from the earth. You know, if you smoke it, cool. If not, whatever. But for some people that are serving heavy jail time, I'm talking about for people that have more than an ounce. And now you see places like California, Colorado, and some of the other places that have unlocked oh, it. Oh, D.C., Dallas, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, and Nashville have passed similar legislation. So this is weed ain't going nowhere. Weed is going to become more. Uh, it's not. But the thing is, if you if you can go back in the day to so many people that have served time due to this. Um, it's kind of ridiculous. And also this will, to me, actually help to cut down on so many police interactions with people, because I mean, now you get the, you still get the fine, but at least they don't have to search a car anymore and do this and get the dogs on you. You're not going to face heavy jail time or even just going to jail in general. So that's a, that's a big ups to Atlanta for thinking progressive. Y'all niggas ain't got no thoughts or. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, if, it's it's gonna take money out of politicians' pockets, and I, I I think the the whole thing on weed, we're heading in the right direction. Like Adolph is saying, it is kind of annoying to know that people are in jail for weed while other people are in college learning about weed. I mean, I I think that that's a a good way to think of it. I think it's a great look. Okay, mm. that's that's always a good thing. I think it's a great look as well. I mean it. It shouldn't have been no more than a misdemeanor anyway. Uh, now to just kick it down to a fine, I think is a good look for anybody, especially when you consider that 90% of the people that were arrested for weed are black, even though I know a lot of white people that smoke weed that are in their 50s, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, from one of our great uh, American film 
American classic films should have won an uh, Academy Award. And uh, this this actor probably should have been nominated multiple times for actor of the year. Also, the writing was excellent. So Smokey said in Friday, weed is from the earth. God put this here for me and you. Take advantage, man. Take advantage. So, I mean, it is. I mean, I mean, people are over here getting hooked on methamphetamine and opioids, but they're getting prescriptions for it. But something that literally is grown from the ground, anybody can grow in their backyard, is criminalized? Like, are y'all serious? Fuck out of here. It's all about who's using it. Yeah. You know what? Speaking of the opioid epidemic, just a side note, I saw a commercial for uh, here in New Jersey with uh, everybody's favorite fat governor, Chris Christie, talking about the opioid epidemic. And he had like a, a young lady next to him, a, a recovering heroin addict or something like that. And she had to be the prettiest crackhead I've ever seen in my life. It's my a life. Hispanic young lady at Whatever. that. So he's reaching towards a specific yeah. demographic. I'm like, come oh, on. No. Okay, my thing is like, look, that is not the face. That is not the face of heroin and drug abuse. Like, come on, dude. Like, y'all can't pretty up heroin now because white people are getting hooked on it. Now. Arrest these motherfuckers. Lock their ass up in jails just like you locked up everybody and give them the quote unquote rehabilitation that everybody else got. I don't want to hear this. Oh, Look at her. She's recovering. We need to get help for these people. Now, lock their ass up. Stay off drugs. <laughs> Y'all did dare just like the rest of us. And you ain't pass. But I did pass health class, and I was a part of the dare team, too. So shout out I to- I have a dare t-shirt. I, I have a bumper sticker. Dare to stay mm-hmm. celibate. That's what you're, you're daring to do. So. That wasn't even necessary. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not necessary. So what you got for the uh, whited out section this week? All right. Oh my goodness. This Yankee game is killing me. So tonight's Wine It Out is going to feature uh, Pacificana. It's another cab. It's coming out of California. And um, this is actually courtesy of my Wink subscription that I have, which shout out to them because they liked my tweet. So I'm going to try interacting with them more. Uh, hey, but back to the wine. E, e, e. Hey, send us um, some bottles. Community podcast. We drink <laughs> wine too. What's good? I, I have like, I have, I have so many. And this wine is going to be at 13.6%. It's really smooth. I'm not going to lie, um, but it, it'll hit you. It's another good one. Anyway, so my wine of the night is going to be more about the fellas. Um, I was recently just scrolling through Instagram and I seen Courtesy of Humans of New York. It was this gentleman talking and he's just going in about marriage and not wanting to get married. Mind you, he was married before. So we're talking about an older fellow who's been scorned and he's just going in about not doing a contract and and just this ideology of marriage. He's like, I'll give you a ceremony. I'll give you the world, but I'm not going to sign a piece of paper. So he minimalized what a, a wedding is and a marriage to just a piece of paper. I personally don't think, I don't think that, see, and I know a lot of people who agree with that. And don't get me wrong. He sounded very, very educated. He made some good points and it made sense, but I'm sorry. If we're together, we're supposed to be committed. Then let's go all the fucking way. That's what this is about. And and it's about being a hundred percent committed. And that's what uh, a wedding and a marriage symbolizes in my opinion. So I don't think it's fair that these guys out here, will want to have everything of a relationship but not call it a relationship they want everything of a marriage but not call it a marriage or not actually do the action to make it a real marriage i don't think that's fair to their partner and it could be vice versa it could be some ladies with fellas but i I just think that when you're in a partnership and this is just me if you're going to be all the way if you're going to be 100 percent committed make it so 
If you can't do that, then that means you're not 100%. And what's your hesitation? That's my wine. Ooh, that was a big one. Yes, it was. <laughs> I would also like to say I no longer want to be addressed as a fella or a guy. I am a human first. You're so that is full offensive. of shit. I'm going to call you a piece of <laughs> I shit. Sure am. Because that's what go you to the are. restroom right afterwards, shit. and I'm flushing that whole whiny wine out down the drain with you. I mean, to me, honestly, like with the marriage thing, I'm just going to go to one simple point. In the earlier times, did we have these big elaborate weddings? Did we have these certificates? Things like that. Earlier times or not, if your partner wants a wedding and they want a marriage and they want to consolidate it through going to the courts and however they want to do it, if you're committed to that person, then do it. It doesn't matter about how they did it back in the day. My love doesn't Actually, have does. a price tag on no. it. Yeah, well, because like back in the days, marriages from more or less were about joining families for financial gains. Like, hey, uh, we have all these cows, y'all got all these lands, so let's join our families so we can get our cows on y'all's land, so we can get it popping. Whatever. Nowadays, it's just become a big scam. Let's let's call it what it is. Weddings Five thousand dollar wedding rings, twenty thousand dollar weddings. There's there's a there's like at least four or five TV shows that glorify these weddings there's one wedding show where people grade each other's weddings to win a trip that's not what it's about maybe yeah the i don't like th that one there's people that'll spend twenty thirty thousand dollars on a marriage a, a wedding i'm sorry and be divorced within three or four years like for what like what was the You're point right. of all that uh actually i, I want to suggest a book for y'all to read i told uh Adolphus about a book called The Four Agreements. There's another book by the same author. It's called The Mastery of Love. And it, and it talks about love and marriage and sex and things of that nature. And, and the dude has some some pretty good points as far as like with Elle saying that with the marriage, it's like, hey, you know, if we're committed, we're going all the way. But the thing is, a lot of people go into marriages and relationships under the assumption that, hey, I can change this person or you see what you want to see. The problem is when people get married, they, they think that they they own somebody like, hey, you know, I love you, but like there's conditions. A lot of people say that love has no no conditions. Like, oh, I love you regardless. But okay, it's yeah until a you know a Kevin Hart situation happens, or you you fall on your luck, you lose your job, or you know you gain some weight. It's not. It's like a fantasy that people put in their heads. It's not not how it usually goes. So you got to kind of look at yourself and work at yourself. And that man, he has a he has some good reasons. Like he feels that his method methodology after his first, I guess, failed marriage is what makes him happy. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And again, you shouldn't have to sign a contract to tell somebody you love them. I mean, I guess it has tax purposes or whatever, but as he said in the video, he doesn't care about the tax write-offs. It, it doesn't matter. If I love you, I love you regardless of we do this or that. Like, why can't you? Mm -hmm. that, is, that, is, impress him. that is what it comes down to because at the end of the day, how you felt about that person is not going to change on your wedding day. Like how you felt before the wedding and how you feel after the wedding is not any different. Like you, you love somebody with all your heart. You decide to get married. You don't love them. Even you don't love them more after you get married. You still love them the same amount before you got married. And I mean, yeah, you, you feel it's a great day and you feel a lot of love and joy on that day. But after you know all the you know wedding cakes go away and the lights go off and all your friends leave, you're just there with that person and yep, that love it's just too. And, and that love that you had before that wedding. So uh, my thing is, is if you're with somebody that doesn't want to get married, then you should not be with that. If you if you if you're someone that wants to get married and you're with someone who's saying I don't want to get married, I don't want to do all that stuff, 
then that's not the person for you. You need to find someone who's going to give you what you want. And if that's what you want, then you need to find that person that's going to give that to you. Now, you might get that wedding and you might have you might not have the same type of relationship and love and all that other stuff, but I mean that's you 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 get what you want, I guess. Whatever you're looking for is is what you're going to get. And shout out to my cousin at Nate Dewey 32, um, who was actually on the show Married at First Sight since we did uh, mention some of the marriage shows. Uh, congratulations on your bond. I would also like to uh, congratulate Marcus underscore Sniffles for coming out of the sunken place with that comment. Thank you, sir, for rejoining the rest of us Negroes. I mean, at some point, we got to evolve and become more progressive and understanding and actually listen to people. That's something that we have to start doing at some point. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. That is something we all should start to do. Yeah, that's what you should start to do. We no, that's all, what you should start to do. We should all strive. Should we should all strive to be better people and a little bit more empathetic to people's, you know, personal struggles. Even if we can't relate to them, we should be empathetic and understand that they have a different lifestyle and that the things that they're experiencing are things that we might not necessarily understand. But I'm empathetic to all females. So shout out go. to all y'all. Here you go. Here you go. Well, and back to back to what Marcus said is about finding what you want. Yeah, the book also said that same thing. Like, hey, if that's what you're looking for, then find somebody who wants that same thing. But again, sometimes I don't know. Like, L, how would you feel in theory? Because you know, right now you're kind of being solo, which is not a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Love comes within. You have to love yourself. I'm perfectly fine, and that's and that's great. You know, we we joke around with L, but you know, we we got enough to love with her. But um. Yeah, so I mean, how would you feel if you kind of met your dream guy, but he kind of had those same ideals? Like, again, what if he checked all the boxes, he's successful, had a house, you know, had a good career, but just he didn't want to do the whole official marriage thing because it didn't work out for him? Like, how would you feel if somebody, you know, presented that to you? Would that be a deal breaker? Or? It would be because at this point where I'm at, I know what I want. I know what I'm looking for in a person and I know what I want for myself and what I want in my future. And if we both have two different ideas of what the future will hold, then why am I going to stay with you and waste time and let it get deeper as far as emotions and attachments and everything goes? If that's not what I want, even though I'm, I'm saying like it's so easy, it's going to be hard. I'm, I'm pretty sure of it. But if we can't see eye to eye or not, then we're not going to move forward. I had an ex who said he didn't want kids flat out. Okay. Guess what? He's an ex. I mean, amongst other reasons, but I know what I want in my future. And if you feel as strongly about what you want as I do with mine and they don't match, then eventually we're going to hit a wall and it's, it's going to go bad. So why not just end it? That's, that's the way I look at it. Well, okay. My thing is what I was trying to say is like everything lined up, like y'all all want the same things. He just doesn't want a sign a marriage certificate. Why not? Be okay. Let's say that in his previous marriage, for the sake of argument that he lost a lot of, I don't know, maybe half what he owned to somebody that. What does that, that have to do with me? Because he was in a bad situation. Why are you like, bringing that into our future marriage? Why are well, you bringing okay, that into our relationship? Because now you're living your life. Yeah, because now he's having to pay this woman that he doesn't love. He's not with alimony or something for, for some nonsense. And he's like, you know what? I don't want to go through that again. Like, we're just not going to do that. I mean, if, if that's what she wants and he's not going to provide that for her, then she's probably not going to stay with him. I don't It's it not that complicated. Well, let me ask you this. What, what would you be willing to trade? Like, what would be the trade off? So let's say, and this is just hypothetical. All right. Let's say that you find a guy that 
wants to actually do the marriage certificate, but let's say he doesn't have a great job. Is he ambitious? Is he trying to get a great job? Like, is he trying to do something with his life or is he being a couch potato? Sure, but ambition will only take you so far. You know what I'm saying? No, if you're ambitious and you're driven, then you're you're going to end up it being successful. Like you have a goal in mind and you're going for it, then eventually you're going to be doing something with it. Okay. All right. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't disagree with the guy, but I can kind of see a woman's perspective. You know, not female, because apparently that's offensive. But you know, <laughs> it's not apparently <laughs> female. Female. Oh, you're so mature. You're so fucking mature. I'm so mature. amateur. I know that. <laughs> like, so like, like I said, if, 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 you, if y'all cared about it, if y'all really wanted to know why who, it's affecting you. Y'all, why are you trying to pigeonhole us? <laughs> I'm, okay, okay, I'm not people. talking Don't about both of you. I'm talking about Adolphus, and I'm also talking to the listeners that agree with Adolphus, because I know they're out there. I know that I'm going to get... I'm, I'm pretty sure someone's going... Some ashy-ass nigga's going to drop into my mentions <laughs> talking about... Why can't I call these bitches females no more? Why are they so sensitive? Whoa, I know, whoa, I know whoa, they're coming. Ow, I know they're coming. Some language. You're one step away from that, so I'm talking Who's to y'all. steps away from that? Oh yes, my y'all are. Y'all are one step away from you that. You keep yelling again, man. Look, it's not that serious. It's not that big of a deal. Ladies, if I offend any one of you by calling you a female a woman or anything like that if you You if you have anything that you would like me to call you i will call you that i'll call you anything you want except collect you lying so i'm not lying i'm actually a distinguished gentleman anyway well you're not acting like once tonight i tell you what that's because i don't have to i'm a savage at the same time i don't see if you can if you can change my opinion as far as this female comment then i'll accept it but to me that is just blown out you don't out have to be a dick about it though everybody can have their own opinion but you don't have to be a dick about it and try to single people out the if way you, you're doing if you want if you wanted to if it, if all it took was someone to convince you that it's offensive to change your mind you would have changed your mind when we first started talking about this you guys because there because there are multiple okay I'll, I'll just send you articles and links and radio shows and yeah all the people that have said it was offensive we've already done this we've already done this we're not doing yeah. this so actually real quick one more thing for for l just fresh, be wrong. fresh off the presses from a cnn it's actually saying that the the race of infidelity amongst women are rising so it's it's saying according to some surveys that uh, the reason being is that I guess women want more sex. <laughs> and also it's saying that according to some scientists that monogamy itself might even run contrary to human instincts. Duh. Shout out to uh, Freddie Beats from Deuce Lunch Podcast. He talks about this quite a bit. Like it's it's not natural. Like y'all can't, y'all can never convince me that it is a natural thing for monogamy. So there's some people, I think you've talked about this, that because of religious beliefs, you know, feel that, you know, sexual acts, whether it be self-service, self-love, or even lusting after a person that they're physically attracted to is a sin. And this is also what that book, The Master Your Love, talks about. It's not, it's it's natural. Humans are sexual beings. Like, you can't see somebody and, you know, have thoughts or attractions to them and beat yourself up because that's how you feel. Like, that's that's nature. But again, the, the laws and the... Uh, the man-made laws and cultures and things like that have you thinking like that. And again, people try to fight it, but again, at the same time, as you just, as I just read to you, women are now cheating. A lot, 50% of marriages are ending divorce, 51% of it. 
that's it just is what it is man it is what it is but yeah that was, that was that just note, interesting on that note i would like to say um, i don't know if you guys have read or not the associated press um with the trump administration and their um they, they're going to be letting the employers opt out of providing no-cost birth control for yes, this, this I, become, I heard that tonight. This has become the uh, pro women's podcast. So, L, what do you what do you think about that? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> shout out to shout out to all the white women that voted for uh, forty five, and he's oh not taking gosh. away. It's the truth. It's it's not a lie. Look at the stats: fifty six percent of white women voted for forty five, and now y'all I've looking mad them. crazy because you can't get your birth control and other services. I've seen them. So, I've, I've, I've always felt so strongly about you know, this proposed health bill and all these other things that are being in place because you're gonna you're talking about cutting things like birth control, something that's that's natural and everything, yet you're gonna still, I'm pretty sure, fund Viagra, which is hella more expensive. And then the reason why they would always say, Oh, we're gonna fund Viagra is because, you know, to reproduce in the earth and, you know, have babies and blah, blah, blah. Why not do the same? Like it just it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. They're just full of shit. That's the only way I could put it. It's just it's fucking mind blowing. I don't I don't understand how when it comes to voting on things like uh, birth control and abortions and other things that deal with the uh, uh, women's reproduction. I don't understand why it's like a room full of men trying to vote on this exactly. kind of stuff. Exactly. Like what? Like, 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 like they understand. don't get no buns. Like they don't don't ask, no buns. don't don't ask me like if a woman should have the right to have an abortion because I can't have one. Ask ask a woman if she can have one. Like what? How do you feel about it? if you want one? Get one. You don't want one? Don't get one. Why do I have to pay for pads and tampons? Why are there fucking taxes on that shit? It's natural. Why can't that be funded in fucking insurance or something? Oh, this is bullshit. They it, don't it, care about women. It would it would be really like a lot of men would be really upset if it was say you know President Hillary Clinton and her cabinet of ninety five percent women saying that all single men have to wear condoms when they have sex or something along that nature. As far as like trying to control how men are having sex and how and what men do with their bodies, it's like oh well if you are a man and you're you know, under 25, you have to have a, a, a temporary vasectomy. Like, if, if that was, if that was happening right now, we would well, lose I mean, our minds. If there was a male that, version of birth control, like you could just take a pill. I'm pretty sure a lot of guys would be on with that. No, see, there, there, there have been studies about that as far as because uh, they are trying to develop uh, a male birth control. But the reason why it hasn't gone through is because of all the side effects that men deal with. And it's not even a lot of side effects. It's like two or three. We get side effects. Are and you that, and that, me? And, 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 that's, and that was the point. The side effect so is many. that shit crazy. That's that was, the side that, was that was the point I was going to get to is that if you look at the, the side effects for women's birth, birth control, there are like 10 to 15 to 20 side effects go to that and they don't care about that but hey they don't give comes, a shit when it comes we to get a man, acne we blow up yeah when it comes to uh cranky. when it comes to when it comes to a man's birth control it needs to be no pain no type of side effects it just needs no to it has to be a hundred percent perfect like it's a hundred percent perfect for us when we get pregnant like it's a hundred percent perfect for us when we are on birth control like get the fuck out of here don't we do enough that's and that's what happens when you don't view women as equals you just kind of oh they can deal with it they'll just deal with that don't worry about it like just deal with it suck it up take what we give you yeah Trash. so again so next time you see a uh, caucasian one of your caucasian sisters out here give them a big thank you like hey i appreciate what you're doing to us 
because you decided to vote for uh, 45. So again, that's their right. If they felt that was right at the same, if they felt that was the right thing to do at the time, then, you know, God bless them. But hopefully when these midterm elections come around, they uh, see the light and find uh, Jesus. So, but, you know, speaking of Jesus, we're going to go to, uh, this has nothing to do with Jesus, by the way. Shout out to KJ Dallas Kid. <laughs> Actually, this is probably way before KJ signed. KJ was probably uh, in diapers when this was around. So I don't know. Well, you know what? People listen to this, you know what I'm talking about. So how many of y'all had an AIM account? Yes. AIM. AIM, AIM, whatever. So, yeah. So apparently they are just now shutting this down. I was not sure that people still use this. But apparently, after 20 years, uh, they decide it's time to call it quits. So, yeah, AIM was released in, like, 1997. It was pretty dominant throughout the early 90s and 2000s. I was a big AIM user. What were y'all screen names? Oh, my gosh. I have so many. <laughs> One of them. <laughs> I'll never forget. One of them was Mommy Yankee 718. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> It goes to show my age, okay? <laughs> yeah, Toby to There you go. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't cool enough to have like a type of nickname like that. I think it might have just been like my last name and like some numbers or something. Ooh. Corny. Yeah, yeah, no zero. Creep. I know. Zero. Yeah, creep, zero. <laughs> Mr. Zero. Savage. Mr. Savage. Did you uh, partake in the AM uh, tomfoolery? I mean, I didn't. I didn't really use it that much. I know I. I like looked, and I did have a screen name, little player like me, two one three, but um, I didn't really use it that often. I was more of on the Black Planet train, honestly. Oh, so you were real nasty. <laughs> no. Yeah, weren't in the chat rooms. That's where it was well, at. Well, I. I had it. I. I was heavy. I'd be on AM sometimes for like hours, from like eight o'clock at night to like three in the morning just wilding out so my screen name shout out all y'all fake pablo escobar hype beast my screen name on am way back in the day was shabazz escobar because i was on that cocaine cowboy shit way back then so shout out to me but yeah yeah i used to be on there all the time like we'd be on there having like freestyle battles shout out my homeboy uh orlando we'd be on there doing little freestyle battles through the through the chat room you know, obviously up there, you know, talking to women, you know, I'd be on there talking to girls about, you know, the Lord and his light trying to save them. You know what I'm saying? Trying to bring them closer to God. That's exactly like, what you were doing. Don't save her. Through messages. But it was like, it was super cool. It was like, I don't know, you leave up your away status and you check your messages, see you see what's popping, see you messaging, you got back. So it, it was. And then when you had it on the sidekick, that's how you, you said what? it was real. When you had your, your AOL on the sidekick. Yeah, see, I I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I didn't get a, a cell phone until oh I was gosh. like seventeen, and it was missing like four or five of the buttons on there. So I the sidekick yeah. came out after that, then because the sidekicks were still around when I was sixteen, seventeen. No, he he, he could have got a sidekick, but he had some sort of egg phone or some some egg Nokia. Hey man, <laughs> hashtag hashtag broke boys. Hashtag broke boys. Hey, hey, hey that sidekick is kind of expensive, man. <laughs> oh my gosh! So funny story. I remember this was like way back in the days, right? My mother used to have her her account, and you know she used to go into the chat room. That's what everybody used to do. And you know, so remember- before you finish your story, I was about to ask what's your your wildest AIM chat room screens or screen name story. So continue. Oh, this is one. There so, <laughs> so my mother's name was Rainbow with a number. 
and it was, was just it made 69? up. Not 69. It was like, <laughs> I know the number, but I'm not going to say the number. And um, but she just said rainbow just because, you know, she made up shit. She used to make up things all the time. So it came rainbow with a number, and she used to be in the chat rooms. And then she, I remember her asking me, like, hi, Ellie. You know, I just keep getting all these girls. They just keep messaging me. And she's like, you know, I have a lot of lesbians messaging me. And I'm just like, I don't know why. What are you saying? And she's just like, I don't know. We're just talking blah, blah. And I looked up like, Ma, your name is Rainbow. Your name is fucking Rainbow. <laughs> like, I didn't use the F word. But I was like, it's Rainbow. That's a... And then she figured <laughs> out and changed her name. Because <laughs> she's like, I'm trying to find a man. I have all these girls hitting me <laughs> Uh, mama gotta, funny to me, but mama, mama gotta have a life too. Uh, yeah, so that's a throwback story. She's gonna be mad I said it. <laughs> Actually, I saw on the internet there's a way that you can look up your past like chats on AIM. You can like pull up the records. So no I'm, way. I might have to try to do that and see. I would love to. I would love to. Yeah, we should do that and have you read them out loud verbatim. <laughs> Especially, especially the chats after the hours of 10 p.m. Between 10 p.m., you know, and 3 o'clock, a.k.a. I was the, probably the nasty, talking the nasty to, like, hour. perverts. Yeah, I was you probably, probably talking were. to, like, child molesters when I was <laughs> <laughs> like, like, some real shit. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Shout out to AIM for finally uh, putting, like, first of all, like, when shout out to the people that are still, like, that are upset this is actually happening. Like, yeah, there's probably some people out there that are pissed that this is happening. They don't, have, they don't have like Twitter or Facebook or MySpace or Black. Yeah, right? they, they still got dial-up internet. It's they probably are. most of the racist people on Twitter They're living in their mom's basement, Those calling people the N word. Eated. Yeah, but AIM was definitely a uh, social media before it's before like Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff because they had like certain certain chat rooms you could go to like specifically like you can go to like sports or like hip hop or high school or and that i feel like that's where the child blessers are looking at they're like oh <laughs> i can go to a room specifically with the uh, high school kids let me go to that room shout out to everybody using aim uh let us know how you got down on the aim chat room so let's know what's popping so real quick we're going to go into the we're going to try to give y'all some uh, music suggestions i know marcus he listens to a lot of music i'm trying to get back into it like i got to the point where i'm at the gym and i just listen to podcasts like all day, every day. I don't listen to as much music as I used to, but I'm getting back into it because I'm, I'm in a, I'm in this chat room on Facebook about rapping. Some of these guys just say like the wildest shit. Like one of the things they said just real quick was they said that one of these guys said Paper Trails in his top three TI CDs over King, and then they try to say that Paper Trail was, or they tried to say King was more commercial than Paper Trail. I'm like Paper Trail has a song with Usher, John Legend. And Justin Timberlake. So you cannot tell me that the that King is more commercial than Paper Show. Like you sound crazy. You sound really crazy. It's like, oh, he had a song with Jamie Foxx. I'm like, Jamie Foxx isn't really, he wasn't really mainstream. Like he might have been in Ray around that time, but he wasn't like, oh, you know, white women in their 40s singing TI songs. Like that he was never happening. He, he wasn't popping like Justin Timberlake. Like, yeah. Uh, Usher, like, John Legend. Like, come on, bro. Yeah. Jimmy okay, Fox is immensely more talented than Justin Timberlake, but he's never been as popular as Justin Timberlake, which yeah. is offensive. And I'm not even going to go into him being uh, reportedly asked to do the Super Bowl because that's going to make my head explode. It's not going to make mine because I'm not going to watch it. I'm just going to put TV on mute and go get some snacks or something like that. So I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't. I have such a strong opinion about it. 
That shit is so <laughs> trash. I'm gonna be so disappointed in in just life in general if that happens because that's that's offensive. Yeah, after he exposed the, the goddess uh Janet Jackson's bare breasts. And she can't go back. Exactly she can't right. go back. That's such a double standard. She can't go back. It's not a double standard. Bowl. It's called but white yeah, privilege. That's what it's called. I mean, that's it's, kind of a double trash. standard because he's white and she's black. So it is white privilege. Same, same, same. Privilege. I mean, it can be it can be both. It's same, both. same in this point. I'm taking and, the, the heavier no, hands. I'm calling out these crack he has, crackers. And he ain't got enough. He ain't got <laughs> enough hits. I don't think. I don't think he's got enough hits to hold. Uh, mm. I think he can, think but he he's does. been before. That's the thing. He's been before. You don't got to go back. There's so many other talents well, I, out there. I'll say this. I don't feel like he has the hits, and I don't feel like he has. He's not a special talent to that can hold my attention. Like when obviously Beyonce is performing at the Super Bowl, that is an event. When Prince is performing at the Super Bowl, that is an event. When Bruno Mars is on the Super Bowl, you're like, I can't stop watching this dude. Even with, uh, say, a couple years ago, when Katy Perry was hosting the Super Bowl, I was falling asleep. And then Missy Elliott comes out, and you're like, oh, this is what it should have been. It should have just been this. And I, I pictured Justin Timberlake coming out there and underwhelmed by his performance. What songs you got this week? What, what is your song of the week for the people? Well, the, the song that I have is, is from an album that I've been listening to for a, for a good while, for at least two or three months straight. I've listened to this album probably once every two days straight. I've listened to this album so much that I forgot that Sid's album from the internet came out, and I was like a week behind on that. And that was an album I was actually looking forward to, but it's uh, uh, Daniel Caesar um, from his album Freudian. It's a song called Blessed, and... The reason I picked it, it's a it's a beautiful song and it's a sad song. He was uh, vulnerable enough to to say that the relationship that he's singing about isn't perfect. He there's something that is attracting him to this woman that he knows that is bad for him, and he's vulnerable enough to admit that. And he speaks on being insecure about how he is in that relationship, and you can hear that he either went to church as a kid or, you know, sang in a choir or something like that. You can just, you can hear it in the the way he sings and then the breakdown at the end. He's got a little bit of John Legend in his voice to me. And if anybody watches Insecure on the season finale, on one of the most important scenes of that episode, they played this song in the background and it really brought that scene home for me. It really made that scene more impactful and that song just really brought it home and it's a it's a great album if you if you if you like to just vibe out to some some dope r&b uh he's the guy you should listen to what was his name again daniel caesar he's from canada hey man build a wall (laughs) so so piggybacking on that on the insecure thing to tie in with the the cali ties my song of the week and I, don't, I didn't even know some of my song of the week, but I play every like I have a playlist on my phone of like new music just to you know keep it fresh, see what's up with the new cats. And I put this guy's song in my playlist, and this song was actually played, I believe, in the season finale of Insecure, also. And it's a uh, Vince Staples Big Fish. That is probably my favorite song right now. I've, I've played it on repeat all day for for hours and hours on end. Like 
the beat is cool. The vibe, the super West Coast. Like, I don't know. I love West Coast rappers, man. Like, yeah, you sure do. I don't, I don't understand. Like, I don't know. <laughs> just the vibe, the bop. He be spitting. He don't even be spitting hard. It's just like, just the way he he announces words and raps words with, with how he talks. It's just go check it out. Vince Staples, Big Fish. Shout out to uh, you know, Long Beach. You know, where the skinny the skinny brothers carry strong heat. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to him. That song is a hell of fire. It's not hella weak like Corey Peters. So. Well, I mean, even though this is uh, definitely Marcus' moment, I'm going to take some time to shout out my song of the week. Uh, shout out to my hometown, Meridian, Mississippi. The Meridian Zone, Big Crit with Confetti. Shout out to you. Um, shout out to your sister. Both of us went to Meridian High. All of us did, really. So shout out to him for the song of the week. It, it actually took me a lot to say that. I'm giving you your 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 just do, man. You you're a hell of an artist. Oh, I, I forgot about your 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 beef with with Crit. I, I forgot about that. Hey, it doesn't even matter anymore. Bottom line is that song's good to go. I fucks with Crit. Yeah, another well, the one of the songs I like from Big Crit. One of my favorite songs. It's a it might be a bonus track. It's on his last album, Catalactica. It's a Lack Lack featuring ASAP Ferg. Even I guess low key he he is probably in my top right now that doesn't get talked about probably top five top ten rapper producers he doesn't get enough shine as a rapper or a producer because the tracks he makes are pretty incredible so his, his the the bass in the songs that he does like the like my sub that little series of songs that he does those songs bang so hard and there's not many producers that are banging that hard and he's very underrated. Yeah, R.I.P. my Lincoln when I had the, the 15s and back, I used to bump some big crit. I loved, uh, I'm mad that uh, country shit didn't blow up like it should have ludicrous. That was an excellent song. That should have been the Southern Athlete, but it just didn't. He just, I don't know, something about big crit, people just don't. Really I think, like honestly, it. I think it's a Southern bias because if you look at, if you break down his songs and beats, he's better than Big Sean. He's better than Drake. I would personally say he's probably better than J. Cole. And he is on the level of a Kendrick Lamar when it comes to rapping. And then you throw in that he can make his own beats and they're fire beats, unlike J. Cole, who, if we're going to be honest, his first album, some of them beats was trash that he made. So let's not prop up J. Cole to be in this, like, you know, Kanye West level of, of a producer. He's not well, that okay, great a producer. Well, Power, Power Trip was excellent. That song I, was produced go, go very, back, very well. Go back to his first album and go listen to the songs that J. Cole produced. They are not that impressive compared to what Big Crit can uh, grind out. But I, I would put, and it, it's, it is annoying to hear when people name their top five rappers, you know, going today, it's always Drake or Kendrick or J. Cole, Big Sean, uh, Vince Staples, Joey Badass, whoever. Big Crit is always left off there, and I, I, I'm 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 guilty of doing it. Also, I don't always mention him, but he is definitely first or a top five rapper right now when it comes to the new school rappers. Yeah, well, to wrap up the music thing, I listened to let me let me pull up this. I think Mark, you know what? I think Marcus he might get banned from the podcast for even suggestion. I listened to this. But I listened to Little Pump's album, right? Whoa, what? I didn't suggest that. Don't put that on me. It was like Little Pump or Ugly God or one of these. Oh, ones. Ugly God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was hard, man. Okay, so <laughs> I, I listened to this uh, Little Pump guy, right? 
Shout out to all Little Pump fans. Only thing I'm going to say about Little Pump is Little Pump makes music for people that have to trace words when they read in books. God so damn. That's, that's all I'm going to say about that guy. Yeah, there's definitely a, uh, a dwarf porn star that uh, is mad that he didn't come up with that name first. Yeah, I don't know if this is an album or a mixtape. It's just called Little Pump, but it's got 50, it's got 15 songs. No, thank you. No, no, look. No, thank look. you. <laughs> look, I don't want 15 look, songs look. of that. But but check this out, though. Check this out. It's got 15 songs, but it's only 36 minutes long. What the fuck? <laughs> like, every song is no longer Wait, wait, two wait. Minutes. Is it a bunch of skits or something? How you got 15 songs in 30 minutes? <laughs> I was very confused. It'd be like, hook, verse, hook, next song. Hook, verse, <laughs> <laughs> and my thing is he's rapping about like Bentley's and race. I'm like, who is paying this dude? How are you if this if it's this easy, yo, I'm about to take, I'm about to quit the podcast. I'm gonna use this mic. I'm gonna start making garbage music and I'm just gonna get paid. Like I'm gonna do little shows, do festivals. You know what I'm saying? Like it's man, damn yeah, dye your hair and you'll be straight. Roll it out a little bit. Start doing some Molly, you know, Molly water is what's popping right now, you know. Shout out to all the people drinking Molly water. Get on them Zans. Zany bars. So, yeah, speaking of cops, just wrap this up real quick. Uh, I guess RIP to all the people in Vegas that got uh, hit with the wild Call of Duty kill streak from the crazy guy in the room. Terrorist. Well, see, it, it was interesting. So, I, I, I'm kind of on this uh, white domestic terrorism, get a movie about white domestic terrorism. I learned this week that the reason that they don't label it terrorism is because it becomes a federal case at that point, which I'm like, okay, if you have a, a, such a big shooting like that, when you want all the resources that you could get from the federal government, right? So why not just label it domestic terrorism? So it becomes, F- becomes the FBI case because you got to think 58 people were shot, but there are hundreds of witnesses. The local Vegas PD doesn't have the resources to get all those people interviewed and get all the information. So why not just label it domestic terrorism? And they also try to frame this as the, it seems like every other year is, a, you know, the biggest shooting in our lifetime. So Yeah, the largest, wasn't the largest shooting before this uh, in Orlando? No, nah, that was only 49. Or, Orlando Strong. Yeah, I'm saying, but that was the last greatest. Oh, yeah, you're right. It that was, was yeah. But, but look at the, the gap between those two. That was less than a year ago. And now there's another one that took its place and and you know what was crazy they said that um he had actually been scoping out events because he was at an event mm-hmm. in um chicago at a hotel scoping it out so he was he was pretty much uh waiting for the opportunity to do so and that's why when these senate seats house seats that next presidency comes up we really need to stick together there needs to be some sort of gun control how do you sneak in 10 guns almost 400 pounds worth of artillery into a hotel room that's ridiculous well the that's the, the irony of this is that they talked to people that were at that uh country western uh concert that got shot up those people that got shot at are still hey i I, the, he deserves his right to bear arms. Like, I don't want any gun control. Like, that's just the cost of freedom, stuff like that. So, I mean, if you, if you can get shot at and you still are like, yo, but my Second Amendment rights, though, like, don't mess with <laughs> that. That's how you know it's not going anywhere. And, and I think it's another incident where maybe people, like, when we say gun control, there should be some sort of extra testing. There should be some sort of parameters around 
um, the amount of guns that you can have, the type of guns. I know that they got rid of the um, automatic weapons, but of course you can still go through uh, the uh, ATF and get special permissions to have silencers and automatic weapons still. And I mean, of course, we all know at these gun shows, anything goes. That's what we mean when we say gun control. There's there's no reason, like I, I've told this story to Southbridge before. I, I worked at Babies R Us and there were two guys there. And this is Babies R Us. One dude, like after work, took me over his house or whatever. This guy had a Desert Eagle, an AK-47, an AR-15. He had some other nine millimeter, a few other weapons and some knives and swords or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, like, bro, you work at Babies R Us. Why well, what do you, do you need that for? <laughs> and he just, he liked guns. But you know what? I never said this to anybody else, but he actually approached me with some money to do a job for him. And I was okay. just like, nah, I, I thought it was like kind of weird. Job, like... Yeah, I'm not going to discuss too much into it, but... It just kind of like, like, I was like, what in the world? And then I'm thinking like, okay, well, he's probably racked up on all these guns. Some of them could be dirty and he's trying to do whatever that job was. But still, like I said, if you look at Babies R Us, you shouldn't have five or six weapons, including two assault rifles. That's ridiculous. Wasn't he like a porn addict too or something like that? Oh yeah, he was a porn addict Porn, too. he was hey, addicted to gambling. Uh, gun, guns and porn. So two quick things to, to button that up. Actually, I had a roommate that had like $20,000 worth of guns, but that's another story for another day. But two more things. So, A, with the, uh, what amendment is this? The Second Amendment? Yeah. So, again, the Second Amendment was made in the time where it took an average of like a minute to two minutes to reload a gun and you can only fire one round at a time. So, we got to, we got to, we got to update with the times, man. Like, that was a different time when they had those laws. The second thing is, shout out to the fucking clown that 45 visit that tried to use him getting shot as a anti-flag protest statement. He's like, oh, oh, I got shot, but when when 45 comes in here, I'm going to stand up and shake his hand, unlike those people that are kneeling for the anthem show. One has nothing to do with the other. Sit your monkey ass down. <laughs> Nobody cares. You're a clown. And uh, I guess get get better because you don't deserve to get shot, but you're still a clown. That's a... Uh, I think we've touched everything this week. Y'all got any quick shout outs before we wrap it up? Yeah, shout out to all the uh, Patriots that get offended. Hashtag Patriots. And feel like the uh, NFL players are disrespecting the troops for kneeling during the anthem, but also want to hoard hoard 50 rifles in case the government and their troops come to take them away so they can kill them. It's ridiculous. It doesn't and, make any sense. And that was always been my thing with the gun people, not to stay on this so much longer, but you know, no matter how many guns you have, the government, military, and police, all those people, they have tanks, they have helicopters, they have, they have more guns than you, so just just have a seat. But stand for the anthem, though. Go, go spend your money, go take a vacation, go relax, you know. But you will mow down a million troops if they come for your guns. Anyhow, L, you got some shout outs, man. Shout out to everybody who listens. I was paying attention to the numbers and I'm seeing them grow. And I'm just shouting out everybody on Instagram who's looking at everything that I post. Um, hopefully, they're actually out listening and reviewing and all of that because we do pay attention. We do care. Um, at least I, I do. I know you guys do. Pretty sure of it. So, just shout out to everybody who's been supporting us since day one. 
I'm gonna piggyback off of that. Uh, shout out to Lido and Sorg, um, aka Odell, uh, came through and um, really hit us up with a lot of comments. Me and him, we've been working on a lot of things um, in the future for the committee and for himself as an artist. Um, so definitely big ups to you. Shout out to once again NY Krista uh, for keeping me on my toes. Shout out to the homie uh, South Breeze 706 always holding it down you know we always got something in the works we're always chopping it up i am a dolphin savage if i offended anybody i don't really care because i'm probably gonna die in 10 years anyway so um holla at your boy adolphus underscore savage motherfuckers okay well again shout out to everybody listens on apple Podcasts and soundcloud definitely make a comment on soundcloud leave us a review on apple Podcasts. really appreciate it uh again you know we get back yeah, buddy out there in Dover just won $100 for, you know, rocking with the podcast. So that could be you. Just uh, rock with us. Hold us down. And I'm going to end with a quote today. I don't know if we'll keep this one, but I like it. I heard it today. The first person that asked me on Twitter at South Reason of Six and tells me where I stole this from, I might send you some Trill T. Shout out to Trill T. Support him. Black businesses, all that. So the quote is, at the end of the day, the king of the pond go in the same box. Let that marinate. This committee podcast. We out. Peace.